Gamma-sense media activated. Welcome everyone to the Edge Free Show, a research and discussion show about society, news, and culture. We are your hosts, Edge. And this is Free. Good evening, Mr. Free. How you feeling today, brother? Good evening. I'm doing all right, man. I've been on fire lately. <laughs> He's <laughs> my the man on fire. Firing on all cylinders. <laughs> I hear you, man. Yeah, Denzel. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, man, I, f- I feel like Seal. Time keeps on slipping. Yes, I know it's a cover. Don't kill me. Don't kill me out there. <laughs> <laughs> just mad it's it's february already um i took my daughter to a valentine's day dance she looks like a grown woman it's it's weirding me out let me tell you about i'm sure let me tell you about this joker did so i dropped her off before we do the show and for those of you who are unaware which would probably be all of you we typically do these in the mornings on the weekend so it's a little different for us, but uh, I drop her off at the school, and right before she gets out of the car, she turns around, hands me a two dollar bill, and says, "For your troubles." <laughs> I was like, <laughs> "Really?" <laughs> and I and I oh, and I almost goodness. said, "Your A word costs a lot more than that," but there are teachers in the vicinity, so I just I just was like, "Oh, okay, I got you." <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, she's got my my sense of humor. Yeah, already. I'm like, yeah. I created a monster. But uh, <laughs> we got a good show for y'all tonight. We, we want to double down on what we did with contracts and debates and our bonus episode, A Circle of Tangents. And we're going to talk about something that is a little less researched and emphasize more of the discussion part. Uh, today, we're going to talk about civil discourse or just discourse in general. Uh, it's something that's been kicking around in my mind. As y'all heard on the last episode, I watch a lot of debates, or I don't say a lot, but, well, I guess I do, if you include sports. But I watch a lot of debates, um, and one thing that Free and I have both realized, or, and I think that's just everybody in general, I think I'm comfortable speaking for the world, especially in terms of polarizing or political topics, um, or ideology, we don't talk anymore. There's a lot of yelling. There's a lot of finger pointing. There's a lot of just us versus them, you versus me. And not a lot of things get accomplished like that. When you put everybody on edge, no pun intended on my name, <laughs> you should set them free. <laughs> Bravo. <laughs> well done. Well done, dude. That was awesome. <laughs> Man, that was a good setup. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's just like you don't you don't accomplish anything like that. So, you know, we'll we'll dive into that. But before we get started, I want to send a little gratitude. I'm going to do it first this time because I always make you go first. Um, I'm going to give a shout out to uh, Coach Hector Martinez of the SA Lady Toros. My daughters have started playing AAU basketball or training for AAU basketball, and he's doing a wonderful job. And I can already see the improvement in my kids and their mindset, and they're having a great time. So uh, I used to coach their basketball or my oldest daughter's basketball team. I got a lot of things going on like this and other stuff. So I needed to step away and I feel like she's really in good hands. So shout out to him and his daughter, Marissa, who is the assistant coach. Cool. Yeah. Well, I'll shout out. Got to appreciate my wife. Of course, y'all probably are like, you say this every single episode, (laughs) but it's just like, I don't get out very much guys. (laughs) <laughs> there is nothing wrong with shouting so. out the wife happy wife happy life sir yeah yeah um no my wife's been great and um yeah i mean i really appreciate her i appreciate all my family 
So, but yeah, uh, let's get into it. All right. So yesterday I watched in its entirety. Well, I more listened to Anna Kasparian of the Young Turks and Ben Shapiro. She was on, uh, what is it? What is this Sunday show called? Do you know what the Sunday show? I, I don't know. So I don't watch a ton of Ben. Actually, I don't really watch Ben Shapiro or Daily Wire at all. Um, I used to watch the Young Turks. Oh, God. It's been, wow. I think the last time I watched their program in full was probably like 2009 or 10. So, yeah. Dude, everybody that I ever hear said that they used to watch the Young Turks. So I don't know who watches them anymore. Yeah. I, so I, many people, it was like, I even said, like, <clears throat> I've, I've watched a couple of good things ages ago. Yeah. I, I mean, so. I check out some clips every once in a while. You know, when they're on, they're on, but sometimes it gets a little too extra for me, you know? No way. <laughs> <laughs> no way. <laughs> so I was just like, I was like, nah, all right. But I I, I am a fan of her and, and Jenk, as it Senker Jenk, but of the two, I, I, I do have a somewhat of an admiration for Anna Kasperi. And I think she's a smart lady. And I know that she and Ben are nearly polar opposites as far as political ideology goes with her, him being a conservative and her being a progressive, or I don't even know if you can call her that anymore, because I think even some of the more far left progressives are kind of turn her off these days. But my point is, they're on opposite sides of the aisle. She's a lefty. He's a righty. And that debate went, not even a debate, man. The conversation went so well. I was just impressed by how, when they disagreed, there wasn't a, no, 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 shut up. No, 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 no. I'll give you a fine example. The day before that, I watched Roland Martin. And if y'all don't know Roland Martin, he used to work on CNN, left guy. Paul Bet David is, I would say, he he classifies himself as an independent, so I guess he would be more right of center. Paul Bet David is a Syrian, um, Syrian, Persian, or Syrian, Iranian, however you want to word it, uh, um, American. His family immigrated here when he was younger or when he was a kid, basically. And he, he went to, he grew up, I think, in LA or Glendale, California. I, I think that's in the LA area. He's a businessman. He runs Valuetainment. I watch that YouTube channel. I watch Roland Martin's videos every once in a while, too. I don't watch either one of them religiously, but they, when, again, when they're right, they're right. So they had a conversation yesterday or, or, or on their video. Uh, that one particular clip was talking about systemic racism, the housing market, you know, redlining, all that kind of stuff, right? And it was a bunch of, okay, Paul Bett asked him a question, and then Roland starts to answer, cut off. No, well, no, see, this is where you're wrong. It's like, shut up and let the man finish. Conversely, Paul Bett David starts to make a point, and Roland Martin would go, no, 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 no. No, 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 <laughs> literally. And oh my gosh. Oh, oh, free. In this, in the whole interview is like, or the whole thing is two hours. Now they, they, I guess they do have a mutual admiration for each other. They like each other, but, and that, I, I don't know if I could watch two hours of that. I, I listened to 30 minutes and I wanted to shoot myself. I'm like, this is not productive. Wow. I think that it just depends on like who, like who's talking to who, you know, like if they're friends, you know, I think that that's okay. You know, like friends will talk like that all the time to each other and stuff like that. Right. But if it was some kind of situation where you're doing an interview or a debate, a formal debate, um, then no, there's no place for, for any kind of situation like that. Uh, it's just not appropriate, but yeah, I can see how that would be a little tough to watch if if nobody's being able to get out of point. Well, it's like when you get into these situations, you have to listen. You don't sit there and you just wait for your turn to speak. You know what I mean? It's like if if, yeah. if you and I disagree on why kids should be given free iPads to go to school. I know this is 
uh, you know, inconsequential. But iPads are flipping it's expensive. A, it's, a, it's expensive, yeah. right? And we say at age okay. three, at age three, all like at the toddler level, they should have iPads to prepare them for school, and they should spend five hours a day. And we're on opposite sides of that. Like, no, that's too much screen time. There, and then we and like, let's say I'm 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 for it, and you're against it. And I say, well, you know, it allows them to get used to technology because you know I'm an IT guy, so they get allows them to get used to technology. And you say, well, d- studies have shown Edge that you know, it's damaging to their brain and their eyes and development and blah, blah, blah. You know, if you have a, an argument like that, and I, again, I know this is ridiculous. Um, I don't think it's, I think it's a pretty good analogy. It's <laughs> Okay. So if we're talking and we're bringing up facts to show in support of our positions, you know, X or Y, A or B, but we're not listening to each other we're never ever going to potentially see any kind of middle ground. Like, okay, I get where you're coming from. Maybe what they should do is this, or maybe what I should we should be thinking about is that. If I'm just sitting there going, hurry up and, and get your your stuff out so I can fight with you, or I just cut you off, it's pointless. Your audience, yeah, especially not, if you, that's not a real discussion. No, no. <laughs> and if you're and if you're doing this live in front of an audience and the and you're actually trying to educate them on your points. And trying to actually have discourse, you fail miserably. Yeah. You aren't really getting the actual point across. You're just trying to get the talking point out that you that you already had in your head that you're going to advocate for. But you aren't really getting to a uh, you aren't getting to a point where you're going to see any progress there. So no, not at I mean, all. Whether it be you actually won the debate they actually won the debate or you guys have come to a uh, some kind of consensus in the middle where you are both kind of getting something good out of this. So right. That's what I usually don't see. And that's what I think is good about that kind of discourse is because people will bring their ideas to the conversation that are different than yours. doesn't mean that you have to agree with theirs, but it kind of, brings you guys both closer to some kind of resolution that makes sense for, for it's probably a better resolution than one side or the other, you know, the middle resolution will be probably a better idea that you never thought of before. Totally agreed. Totally agreed. You know, I'm sure you've seen your fair share of successful or what you think is a successful debate. And other ones that have gone off the rails. And I always I always look at what I call a successful debate two ways. The debate where you are trying to score points on the other team, kind of like not necessarily when you're in school and it's like, um, actually, and you're on a debate team. To me, yeah. you're going into this situation with the intent to win. It's a sport. It's the the it's the sport and the art of getting your point across and convincing people to take your position over the other team, or at least, at least have enough information and be strong in what you're talking about to score points. Oh yes. Well done. Mm -hmm. Ding. Here's a point. It doesn't matter at that point, whether people agree with it, it's just, well, you were able to articulate your end of the, of the table much better than your opponent. Now, yeah. To me, the, the other thing that I'm calling a successful debate is truly a discussion. You and I, with the mic off, have had conversations where we vehemently disagree with each other and people don't understand how that works. And it blows my mind. It's like you don't you don't have to 100% agree, even mostly agree with somebody. You can have similar morals and principles, but be looking at them from different angles, different lenses. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like that that happens all the time. I mean, some people probably I don't know if they can kind of get get that vibe listening to any of our episodes, but we we disagree on a whole lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like off off not off camera. 
like <laughs> off podcast or whatever, there is a lot of stuff that we do not agree on. And I mean, like it happens all the time, but it's, oh, yeah. it's fine, you know, but we talk about it and we see each other's perspectives on things. And even if we don't just say, oh yeah, I, I agree with you now. It's more of like, I understand your point of view, you know? And that's, I mean, that's the reason why I actually felt like doing this show you know, like doing this show with you. Cause I was just like, you know, I think it's important and it's not for me to just like show people like the way that I think is the right way to think. It's just more like people need to be exposed to different points of view so that they can better understand the world around them and, and just listen to more people and you'll learn things that you've never even thought in your life just because you listen to something different as opposed to listening to insert your favorite podcast or YouTuber here. Exactly. So, listening to some more diverse, diverse ideas. So exactly. You know, yeah. one thing, and we're both, we're both fans of, of this, this podcaster. He's only the biggest one in the world. Rogan. Um, I haven't yeah. listened to him as much lately just because I've got so much Same. other stuff. And it, that's on my radar, <clears throat> but I found it comical that so many people have called this dude a far right podcaster. <laughs> I'm like, this guy, oh, yeah. this guy's ideology. No he's, a, I'm like, he's a liberal. He always says he's a liberal, you know. And I've heard uh, who was I listening to recently? It was it was literally within the last two days. Forgive me, that that's irrelevant. Mm -hmm. I guess um, the person Sorry. the person who's also famous, they're a YouTube or podcasting personality, said that he's fallen into a trap of surrounding himself with all these right wing people. It, oh, you know what? Who it was? It was was it, Sank. Was it Jeremy? <clears throat> no, it was Sank from or Jank uh -huh. from Young Turks. Jank. Yeah, okay. yeah. So he he was talking, I think, with it was, he was talking with Paul Bet David. This was a separate clip. This is from about ten months ago. It's all coming back. It's all coming back to me now. That was terrible. I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm gonna have to edit that out. Someone's ears bleeding on the like, right now. Well, <laughs> oh man. But no. So he was okay. This will make you laugh. Let's just let me just set the stage for you. So. They used to be really close, apparently, or, or close enough, Jenkin and Rogan. Mm -hmm. At some point, when Rogan started bringing more, and, I, and I, I do have to admit, I do notice that lately he does bring more people from the right on in the more controversial, and the more, I say controversial in quotes, the people with more of the wilder takes on things or that stuff that goes against the mainstream left. And I, I think that's kind mm -hmm. of like generating more eyeballs and clicks. It's a business. I get it. Um, I do wish he kind of balanced that out a little bit. But again, I get it. That's what Jenk was saying. Like, hey, I wish that, you know, he would go back and bring these people. He used to have be more balanced and have guys on the left, guys on the right. He goes, now he's got a bunch of far right guys, conspiracy theorist type guys on there saying all this wild stuff. And he, he, he said he lost respect for him. But the thing that I was trying to set the stage for that I failed miserably at is he was talking about fighting Rogan. <laughs> and he's, mm -hmm. he, I don't know if he was being serious or, or he's just got that level of like, I hope not. Uh, that level of confidence. No, well, he, he was, he was saying, I fight with words at the end of the clip. But at some point he's like, if I actually did get into a fight with Rogan. He was like, I think I can kind of hold my own. And Paul Bet David said, have you seen this dude kick bags? He said, he would kick you in your, <laughs> in your side and shatter your ribs. He said, you would be bleeding internally. And I was like, yeah, dude, Rogan would break you with one kick. Yeah. Like he definitely. would send you to the emergency room, like jank, stay in your lane. He's like, I'm a brawler. Maybe nah, when you were man. younger, now you're brawling on donuts, bro. Yeah. He's not. He's not fit for that. Yeah, not trying to body shame anybody, but this that dude is fifty something years old. I think they both are in their fifties, but look at they're probably Jenk. almost the same. Yeah, age, dude. Look at Jen compared to Rogan; <laughs> like it's not even close. 
Yeah. But no, the proof so, is in the pudding. <laughs> but when but when you when you when you look at a guy like Rogan who's has all these people on him and you go from having a Tim Dillon on there who's wild to an Alex Jones to a Dave Chappelle, um the comedians he brings on, scientists that he brings on, you know, uh, he's got the people from the hill. He's got people from all over that he's done over the years. Bill Burr. Um again, that's another comedian. Yeah. But my point is He's got a lot of different people. Oh, oh, Freddie Gibbs. I have to mention that one. That was an interesting episode. Freddie Gibbs is a rapper for those who are unaware. It was, it's, mm-hmm. it's good to have those conversations. Now, those kind of are free flowing and veer off in the what they veer off into. You know, I don't, I don't necessarily want us to go in that direction per se. I want us to still be kind of structured, you know, and have our topics or our ideas that we talk about. But yeah. the conversations that you and I have off mic, even without having a specific topic we're focused on, we keep it civil. And I'm not trying to pat ourselves on the back and say, be like us, look how great we are. That's not the point of what I'm saying. I'm saying I would like to see more of what I saw from Shapiro and Kasperian, you know, what you and I do, what other people I've seen, I wish that was more popular. I know it's out there, but that stuff isn't popular. That doesn't get the clicks. No, because it's not, it's not, I guess, shocking or whatever. It doesn't, I mean, drama is what, what sells right now. And I think it's, it does the real conversations a disservice because people really need to know what's on people's hearts. And, I think it, I think it's really interesting because I have conversations with people all the time about things. We all disagree, and uh, some people might think that like I have a, a really low tolerance for things that just are not the way that I view them. And I I actually am a very patient person, and uh, I have a very high tolerance. And it's just more of like a I would I would just be okay with sitting down and actually talking with the person. If somebody yeah. has something that that they de- disagree with me about, that like disagree about something, it's just like that's fine. Um, I'm not going to name call you. I hope you wouldn't name call me. It's not going to hurt my feelings, anyways. But it would be cool to just sit there and talk with you and hear your points, and you hear my points. Like actually listen. Um, and it's funny because like some, I think that sometimes emotions do get in the way of that, you know, yes. like some people, when they get angry and stuff like that, you just like, all right, it's game over. The conversation's over. If somebody gets like gives into their emotions too much in, in discussions like that and they, they get mad and they can't hear anything that the person's trying to say, they just heard something that they don't like and don't hear the explanation. And then they just, it's all tuned out. And that's a problem as well that I see with, people that have discussions with differing views. So, and it was funny. Um, it was the other day. Um, and, uh, I was talking to somebody about, uh, about sports and not in terms of like, Oh yeah, I'm talking about sports in terms of, I like, was like, oh, this person's who is this, this man? <laughs> it's more about like the, when, when we talk sports, oh, gotcha. it's more of that kind of conversation. And, uh, we disagreed. We disagreed, and that was fine. He was getting a little bit upset, but um, he disagreed with me, and it almost got to the point where he almost, like, he was about to call me a socialist, and I was just like, that's funny. <laughs> he almost, it, it was getting there. He don't know you very well, do <laughs> you? Was, oh, or he doesn't oh, know you very well, does he? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know, right? I was just like, see, that's the thing. I love I love conversations like that, but I will probably put that in my back pocket for the rest of my life and be like, somebody almost called me a socialist. And that was funny. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you know what, dude? Why don't you uh why don't you take your Karl Marx book not playing? I guess that's more Marxism, but whatever. You get what I'm saying. Yeah, it's hilarious. But yeah, some people they they get really upset. So do you think, and this is kind of a a weird way to word it, but do you think there is room for more civil conversations? And when I ask that question, I mean it in a sense of popularity. Do you think that 
let's just go with politics. You got your left. You got your right. Do you think there's more room for a show? Like, after watching those two speak, I would love for Shapiro. I would actually watch Shapiro more if he was talking with Kasperian. I love the way they interacted with each other. Do you think there's a gap or room for that kind of media where you've got people that are on opposite sides, but they're willing to have civil debates or conversations about it? And I know that in a sports world, you've got it, right? You can have Stephen A. Smith, mm -hmm. Mad Dog, J.J. Reddick. These are all these different guys that work at ESPN. And I could say, do you think that this trade that happened in Phoenix puts them at championship level? And everybody's going to either, everyone's going to have their own opinions, right? But yeah. I don't see that as much in the political, in the social realm, in the mainstream. Well, the thing is, though, on that, I, I find... To answer your question, first off, is yes, there is space for it. Um, but there's a lot of people that will not actually act on it. And then also, there are some people, like the people that we would probably usually see in the political sphere, say on YouTube or anything like that, that probably under contract are not allowed. Mm. That's one thing. Mm. So, um, like even Tim, even Tim Pool even says like, I don't know if this is a hundred percent true, but I don't think that people from Fox News can be on his on his podcast. That's what he said. He, he yeah, that they aren't they wouldn't be able to go on his podcast. And I think it's a direct competition kind of thing situation. So um, but I think that probably some of these companies that these people work with probably won't let them even have those kinds of debates. I'm pretty sure that was a lot of stipulation depending on um I don't know who the Young Turks are owned by, but just to have Kasparian on a Daily Wire uh, show because they, a lot of these companies probably won't even let them do it, you know? So I think that that's probably one of the things. I know that Tim always talks about it and he says that he invites all sorts of people on that, that disagree with them. They won't come on. Um, some do, some do. So, I mean, I, I, I do believe him um, that he invites these different types of people on, but a lot of them, they don't want to come on. And it's just like, all, he want, all they want to do is have discussion. You know, um, and nobody's going to like jump all over you. It's just like, they want you there so that you can actually say, say what you have to say um, and get your viewpoints out there. And man, if, you, if, you're, if your points aren't solid, um, if you, if you don't know your stuff very well, then yeah, they're going to grill you. And some people are afraid of that too. So, I mean, there's examples of like, okay, remember the, uh, bring up Steven Crowder again. Okay. So Steven Crowder, have you ever watched his, uh, have you ever watched any of his uh, change my mind segments? I've never seen anything by him. That's all I was saying in the last show. I've never, I've only okay. seen the meme. Yeah, so so the meme is from Steven Crowder. He's right. the biggest, uh, I guess, conservative political commentator on YouTube. So the thing is, with the Change My Mind meme, if you've ever seen it, that's the dude sitting there with the mug and the table in front of him with some kind of Change My Mind theme. So he goes out to college. He goes out to all these different colleges and stuff like that, and he would post up with his crew and have the table and he'd have a theme. It says um, some kind of thing that might seem divisive and says, change my mind. So mm -hmm. it's an in invitation for conversation. Um, it's a public place. It's a college campus. Um, so there will be, and they do, they do it uncut in terms of the recording. They just do it uncut. Uh, no, no edits or anything like that um, until like the end when they show the people that don't want to talk the people that don't want to have the conversation. Hmm. He even sets it up as specifically, if you ever watch any of his uh, Change My Mind segments, he says, this is not a debate. This is just me trying to have a civil conversation about this particular subject. I think this, I'm guessing you're sitting right here with me because you disagree. Let's hear your points. So, and that's kind of how that goes, but there will be people that sit down with him and talk with him and they have conversations and 
they go back and forth and they have a nice civil conversation. But there's always, there's always people that are around that will either try and attack him, um, throw stuff at him, yell out things the whole time that he's there, um, chant out their jargon or whatever, you know, and he, and like when somebody gets up or something like that, cause they're done talking, he's like, Hey, you want to come and sit down? You want to have a conversation about it? Cause it sounds like you do disagree with me. You want to talk about it? And they never do. And that's kind of part of it. You know, it's just like some people just don't want to talk about it. They don't want to be challenged. Um, not that every conversation is supposed to be challenging, but having those kinds of conversations um, can change your viewpoint. And sometimes that's scary for people, you know, because what if you, what if you, if somebody showed you something or somebody talked to you about something and showed, and showed you like some evidence to back it up and you've believed it for the past 10, 15 years. And then you're just like, wait a second. I believed this was the case for the last like, 15 years and you're going to come and tell me in 30 minutes how that's not true. That's scary. So you beat me to, I, you probably could read it in my eyes. <laughs> I was going to ask you, why do you think that is? So you lob, uh, you lobbed me a softball there. So I'll pivot. <laughs> Lay up. <laughs> Lay up. Yeah, exactly. Alley-oop. Um, Alley-oop. Yeah. <laughs> and the crowd goes wild. <laughs> no yeah. um so i won't i won't ask the question obviously you've answered it so let me ask you this if it shakes their belief system right so remember when we went when we did the first the debut episode and we were talking about different types of thinking and that they that the them versus us you know, are you talking about like the conspiracy theories? When we talk episode? about conspiracy theories, like what makes people believe yeah. in, you know, conspiracy theories. I think some of those different mindsets, I forgot was that that wasn't epistemic. I forgot the the what it which one it was, but I think that plays into more than just the thought of conspiracies, the lizard people, the flat earth, the Bohemian Grove, etc. Like we could we could take all that and can it. But changing somebody's core belief, being amenable, amenable um, to having a conversation with somebody that doesn't agree with you and then being like, oh my gosh, we actually agree on this? I think you're on to something there because it, it can shake a person to their core. You were talking about the people that mm -hmm. sat down with Crowder, right? And they had great conversations. I have to, ch you have to send me some of those segments. I've never seen it before. I'm, I'm like, you know, that yeah, they're, they're pretty good. I mean, that's, that's the, it, it's funny because, uh, he used to work for Fox back in the day, mm -hmm. but he wasn't like a prominent figure, but he worked at Fox and he had pre presented the idea, um, of doing like the change my mind thing. And they were like, it, no, it'll never work. Idea. It'll never work. <laughs> it'll never work. <laughs> now that dude's blown, he blew up like nitro. Um, but yeah. no, so yeah. what what I'm thinking though here is to answer my own question, I think that there definitely is a gap in that space to have a show or shows, media that does that more often, not just a segment from like Crowder. And not just an interview to show it can be done, but to have that be normalized. People like the controversy. They like the spice. They like the fire of feeling like, yeah, we dunked on those fools. But here's the thing. Deep down, deep, deep down in everybody's core, we all want the same thing. We want our, you know, I'm going to be very corny, but it's, it's written in, it's written in America's DNA life liberty and the pursuit of happiness right everybody yeah. everybody wants that we want to take care of our families and the family doesn't mean you have to have children you could be just you and your spouse or you and your dog or your cats if you're the mm -hmm. crazy cat lady <laughs> sorry <laughs> sorry cat ladies <laughs> you could be a cat daddy too i know i know one 
<laughs> Cat daddy. Cat daddy. <laughs> well, if that's the case, I might know more than one. <laughs> but no, you know, you, you want to protect you want to protect your family. For those of you that have children or want to have children, you want to re- have your kids go to good schools. If you're a spiritual person, you want to be a productive member of your church, your mosque, your synagogue, fill in the blank. You know what I'm saying? You want to raise your people right. You want to have your own slice of the American pie, your white picket fence, or it could be a black picket fence if you're into that. It could be a chain link fence, right? But everybody wants their own thing, but they also, without realizing it, have a similar or, or nearly the same wants. Taking, if, if you, to answer my own question, why do I think people... Um, why don't people do that more often? I think it's because they're afraid that it humanizes the other side. Does that make sense? Yeah, so, that's the dangerous part about it. So if, if I say to you, hey, issue A, right? And you're on that side, I'm on this side of it. It's easier for me to throw rocks at you and it's easy for you to throw rocks at me and say, screw you. I don't believe that. And you and you return it. And we're fighting fire with fire. You know, Jay-Z said mm-hmm. it. I don't know where the original saying came from. He says, you know, they say an eye for an eye. We both lose our sight. And two wrongs don't make a right. You know, and that's that to me is what that kind of situation is. But if I sit down with you and I say, look, dude. You're just trying to live. I'm just trying to live. These are my concerns. These are your concerns. And we actually sit down at a table and we look at, okay, give me your 10 things and I'll give you mine. And then out of those 10 things, if we have like at least one, heck, what if we have three, not three, 30% of things that we agree on, that kind of gives you room to work, especially if you're in a political system where you're making lo- rules and laws for your city, your state, the country. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that humanization, sure. that humanization or the fear of humanizing your enemy is real. I, I think I really, yeah. I, I truly, I have, obviously I don't have any scientific data to back that up. This is my feeling, but I don't think I'm wrong in that. Yeah, that's an interesting point. And I mean, like, I guess the humanizing your enemy or your your opposing, I guess, the other side party or whatever the right. other side is, is, is a very interesting view. But I mean, when I mean, things have gotten so political with everything lately, oh, so it's been kind of in everything. And I'm like, dude, I mean, I, I don't I, I just want to hang out with my friend or, you know, whatever. It's just like, well, when did anybody start just choosing friends based off of politics? And I don't know. It's just really, it's gotten really weird, but I think it's just, um, it, it's so, so powerful nowadays that I'm just like, dude, if I, if I disagree with you on like 70% of stuff, that's fine. But I mean, like we'd still like play music together. We'd still be able to do the the podcast and everything like that. We'd still be able to hang out, talk on the phone. Doesn't mean that we agree on everything. No, I don't want it. I don't want to. I actually don't want a friend that agrees with me on everything. Cause then I'd just be kind of having the blinders on and not really hearing different points of view. But I mean, like you don't have to be friends with everybody guys. Um, <laughs> but you you have to have like some kind of common ground with something like everything is not politics. Everything is not tribalism. Everything is not some kind of collectivism. Do you have any hobbies? Do you have some things that you like exactly. that you're interested in? Exactly. You know, like get back to it, you know, get back to it. And if, um, I guess if that's your motivation to, to continue to move forward in your personal life, then so be it. And that's one of the things that that makes it really weird when it, when you bring up the point of uh, humanizing or dehumanizing people, and you're just like, man, that person gets up two in the morning and they go to work. That person, uh, they have to go pick up their kids from school or whatever, or their baby wakes them up at night, 
I mean, all these people in America are doing the same kind of thing and living similar, similar lives. They don't all have the same interests, but we all have commonality. Yeah. And not everything should just be based on, I can't be your friend or we can't be civil because the one, like one thing we don't have in common, you know? Right. Uh, right. And I'm like, uh, that, that, that doesn't make any sense to me. I, I mean, I can see it for like, might be a little bit different with uh, like intimate relationships or something <laughs> like that. That might be a little bit different. Um, I mean, you've got your, your maga mingle. I mean, <laughs> well, I'll, that, but, I'll, um, I, was, I was thinking of some backwoods stuff, but I'm going to be nice today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's just like, Hey man, I mean, there, there's certain things, but like, Hey, you can find common ground with some people at work. You'd be like, well, my friend said that they voted for so and so. I don't want to be friends with them or my coworker. And you're just like, well, I mean, does you do you have anything else in your bag besides like politics or some kind of tribalist thing? Like, do you like to go fishing? Oh, dude. Uh, do you like do you like board games? Do you like video games? Like, hey, we can find something. Shoot. <laughs> and oh, I'm pretty man. sure I haven't watched the the I haven't I haven't watched the Shapiro Kasparian thing yet, but I'm sure that they probably have some some more relatable, I guess, subjects in there. Is is do they have any some kind of like commonality they in do. their discussion or anything they, like they, that? They they do they do you know and one thing that they definitely agreed on it's something that you and I actually have discussed um when we were doing our our beta episodes for the show <clears throat> excuse mm-hmm. me they said that and i'm 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 trying to like get it right so this is obviously a paraphrase but something to the effect of our government not working for us the way it's supposed to and on behalf of its constituent its constituents. You know what I mean? Like people oh, yeah. people yeah. on the left and the right being so locked in to their their ideology and how within each party, you know, there's in like the infighting in each party. They really talked about that and extreme figures in each party, the the two major parties. And so that was that yeah. was kind of cool to hear them listen to. Uh, again, I'm I'm sorry if I'm speaking general. Like I've I, I'm uh, I'm trying to really process what that part was, but I think you get the general idea. Um, yeah, they they, they like, did have a lot. Yeah, they they had they had quite a few commonalities. Like like again, talking about taking care of families, you know, and and getting yeah. a good education and and wanting like one thing they they really didn't agree on, but it was a good convert part of the conversation was talking about labor unions, you know, mm-hmm. and that was that, that segment of the the show was, was great because they did have some common threads where they were like, okay, I can understand that, but here's the thing. So that was, that was really cool to listen to. Um, you talked about people like totally disregarding somebody because you know, you voted for X candidate. Oh, you're a Trumper? Biden. <laughs> you you voted Biden for Biden? Biden. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. you know, people on both sides, on many sides <laughs> of the political spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> see what I did there. <laughs> uh, people on many sides <laughs> of the political spectrum claim, you know, my party, my group is the group of tolerance. They're the ones that are intolerant. So screw those guys. I'm like, but you're not in turn tolerant of the other people or other people within it. You know, it's like, okay, you voted for Trump. You voted for Hillary. Hillary, you know, therefore I can't speak with you anymore. I can't be your friend because that's just, that's where I draw the line. No, 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 no. It's like, have you ever thought to ask yourself what made them vote for this person? what they liked about that candidate more than the other. And that, I think that is something that they both mentioned. I, I think it was on there where, or, or it was somewhere I heard recently um, where they were talking about, you know, 
people voting for a politician but holding their nose and being like, ah, I don't really, I really don't love this person, but you know, I, they got more things I like yeah. than the other person, you know. I know what you mean. There is that vote that occurs in our in our political system, but then there are true things where someone says, like, you know, this person's running on these 10 things in their platform. And of the 10, I rock with five or six of them. You know, this other candidate that is not even in my party, I've never voted for that side or I tend not to vote for the other side, actually has three things that I agree with, but this person's got more and they're in my party. So that alone is the 11th point. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, the thing is that I see... um... I don't know. I mean, I'm sure people will probably disagree, but for some reason, I don't, I don't really see it that much of like people on like your Hillary example or something like that. Mm-hmm. Be like, I don't know anybody that I've ever met that was conservative that was like, I don't want to be friends with somebody that that voted for them. I would say that they, I I see some tolerance there. They might question them or something like that. Be like, dude, why would you vote for her or something like that? And kind yeah. of mess with them a little bit. But I've seen this weird stigma around like the people that did vote for Trump in terms of like the way that people perceive them. Be like, that person said that they voted for Trump. So I don't really talk to them anymore. I question their integrity or yeah. whatever, you know? And I'm like, wait a second, what? I mean, the, you went from you went from point one and then you went way over here. I don't really see that on the I, I don't, I'm not seeing that going on the other side. Like I think that some people might make fun of other people for who they vote for, but not disassociate. Yeah, you know? yeah. I'm seeing a lot more of that. I've heard the trash talk on both sides. You get what you vote for. That person's garbage. How could you do that? You know, you're the reason why our country's the way it is with both Trump and Biden. It, 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 I mean, it goes, I mean, back to Obama, back to my, my whole life, you know, I've, I've heard it. I've, I really yeah. started paying attention to it about the second term of Bush, because that's when I was more politically aware. As I've gotten older, I get more and more politically aware because I'm, I'm getting older, <laughs> but all that to say, yeah. I can definitely say on my friends that are, you know, more left leaning, I've heard them, be more like I did. I stopped talking to, or I plan to stop talking to this person because they voted for Trump. And I can say out of that group, a very, very small percentage of them stopped talking or cut somebody off because they voted for Trump. You know, I, I, I think, I, I think at the end of the day, they realize, all right, I, that's my opinion. That is, it's going to be hard to really cut people off, especially if they're your family. You might be, you can be, you you can be disappointed in somebody's choice of voting, but have you tried to understand it? You know what I mean? I mean, that brings us back to square one. I mean, on the question, but I mean, what do you, what do you think? um, Like, what have you seen? Like, do you see more people like disavowing on one side that happen a little bit more often on one side than another. Like, yeah, that's all I was saying. Even I, if they don't totally cut off, you know, like yeah. just even saying it, I think is, I think that's a lot. That, that's a little bit heavy for some people. You know, if somebody yeah. says, because you voted for somebody, um, I don't, I, I'm not going to be friends with you anymore. That might hit some people really hard. Like if somebody said that to me, I don't, I won't care. But some people, they're they're they would definitely feel a lot worse. Yeah, if somebody it, it, told it, them that. I, I if somebody said that to me, you know, and I uh, again, I'm I'm an independent, so you know, I I don't have a I don't have a dog in the fight most of the times. I'm 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 really trying. I'm the guy that's really trying to look up these people's platforms. You know, like. And at the last minute, because I'm like, I don't like any of these people uh, so far, but I could, I would say that I've definitely have heard it a little bit more on my friends that are, that are left leaning. They're a little bit more outspoken about it. Um, Whereas my friends that are more conservative have been like, "Hmm, 
You know what I mean? Some of them have been more vocal okay. than others. You know, like when I used to work at, and I won't say the name of the company, you know, people talk about, oh, look at the, how crazy the left is, you know, with Kathy Griffin and the Trump cutting off the head and everybody saying, how they disrespect, how dare they disrespect Trump? And I'm like, it happened during Obama too. I went down to the mail room in a corporate building, sorry, maintenance room, and a guy had Barack Obama toilet paper. And I'm like, that's not appropriate for the workplace. Oh goodness yeah i'm of like you know whether you know whether you're on the left or the right bro like if i had like i'm i was thinking man i i wonder how that would go over if i still work there and i put just to just just to troll them trump toilet paper out maybe the next week like every president <laughs> yeah like i mean stuff like that i'm just like i think it's funny but i'm like i'm i'm not even like considered really independent i'm more like almost on the like anarchist side, but it's just one of those things where it's just like, hey man, these people are, most of them are not really out for your best interest. Yeah, um, I agree with that. I don't, I don't think that you need to go and bat for them because they aren't really batting for you. Right. Um, sometimes, sometimes they are, um, but a lot of times they're out for their own, their own interests. But um it's very interesting that people would even entertain disavowing family or, or friends, friends over yeah. politics for people that are not going to be by their side if something goes bad. You know, like I'm pretty sure that whatever your your favorite um, your favorite politician insert here, or favorite president is not going to be at your house knocking on your door and hey. I know that things are really, really hard right now. We wanted to to talk to you and help you out. No, it's going to be your friend, whether whether or not they are conservative or liberal right, or whatever. Right. You know? oh. This is ex candidate. I heard your family dropped you. You can come stay with us. <laughs> They're not going to do that. They're going. It's like, hey, yeah, they don't even exactly. tell you thank you for your vote. It's like we got your vote. Peace. <laughs> I'm in my office. So yeah. it, it, it's funny that you mentioned that though because. Took a little five minute break. I haven't been on Facebook like hardly at all, right? So I checked it today to see what people were saying about the the NBA trade deadline, and I came across a, a guy who's a parent of my or a friend of my parents, and he's known me since I was a little boy, and uh, a friend of his was talking about LeBron James because LeBron James broke the NBA scoring record earlier this week, and it's a big deal. And if you know anything about LeBron James, he's very vocal about his political opinions. Mm -hmm. And people, some people, not all people, because there were some good debates in there. Um, some people were bashing him. I can't stand him, blah, 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 blah. And people were saying, like, you don't like him as a basketball player or what's going on? They're like, I, I don't like what he just, he runs his mouth too much. You know, he did, when he started talking about all this political stuff and I'm like, so this post was really talking about basketball. Like the post was saying, we're celebrating an individual and his team still lost in the game. And to be fair, somebody replied back, who's a watcher of the game, replied back and said, yeah, but they do that for everybody who breaks a major record. Even if the game's going, they'll stop the game to recognize their massive accomplishment. And then the game continues. And then that's where it spiraled into people talking about LeBron personally versus him as a basketball player. And I think therein lies a problem with what we do. We put these people, some people put people on a pedestal or like an individual until they go against their ideology. You know, I've heard many times in my life, I liked so-and-so until they got political. It's like, yeah, but they live here too. They live here too. What to me that says is I didn't like I I like this person until I realized they voted or they're on a, they're on the other side of an issue that um or or the political spectrum, basically. Let me let me just say it like yeah. that. You know, and that intolerance, that or that divisiveness, it just it it makes me sad. You know, I'm yeah. You can still, hey, if you're if you're a liberal, you can still like Tim Allen. You know, you can still like Home Improvement. You know, if you're if you're somebody who is um, if you're somebody who is like conservative, it's okay to like LeBron if he's playing for the Lakers. 
your, your team's mm-hmm. winning. You know what I mean? So what? That's what that sure they're vocal about who they voted for and their values. You may not care about that, but you can still be entertained. Now, if they're advocating for the killing of 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 like babies, you know, in their crib, then no, that's a garbage person. Like shut them down. Don't watch their show. Don't buy their jersey. But they're not doing anything like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally understand that. It's just weird that so many things I was just like, since when has everything had some kind of politics attached to it? I'm just like absolutely put on the television or you watch something on YouTube or somebody scrolling through TikTok and you just like you just hear. I mean, like Trump's been out of office for like two years and you still got oh, people gosh. that are just talking about how t- talking about how horrible he is. And I'm like, go, go get a hobby, please. He, he won't go away, man. He won't go away. Find something to do. <laughs> he just won't like, let you forget about him. Obsessing over it and just like, just, just find something to do, please. But yeah. Yeah. But, we're, we're, we're nearing time and you know, we got a few minutes left. So, but this has been a good conversation, yeah. man. Um, you have any other, do you have any other thoughts as far as, uh, discourse goes like you know do you have any you have any hopes or predictions in that realm concerns uh i just think that more people will uh they'll really just need to i guess connect with people on a different level on something other than say politics and ideology uh to kind of gain some ground on that front because there's just too much. It's just like, Hey man, just talk about the new video game or something like that, you know? But then, then there's something in the new video game that people don't like or something like that. That's some, somehow divisive in some kind of political or idealistic way. But, um, I think that it's just going to take people that, uh, that really see the forefront of, what people in America are trying to strive for, like you said, like life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Right. So, yeah, I think recognizing that will will help with discourse. I'm a Superman Superman fan, so I'll start with hope. You know, bang on. I hope that people are willing to listen to their fellow human, not even an American, human. You don't have to be an American to be human. I know this sounds like some, you know, flower power, tree hugger stuff, but I really think it's a simple concept. You know, just because you see somebody with a, a a Biden 2020 or a Trump 2020 sticker, they're, they're not the devil. Sure. They're proud of who they voted for. Okay. That's an indicator. But that doesn't tell the entire story of the stranger. You know? True. You you there's a um there was a guy that spoke with us when I was in elementary school. Long that's a long time ago. <laughs> but these words have always I forgot the context of the of the of the words, but it was a story he had told us. And he said, seek the story and the stranger. To this day, that sticks with me. And that's something that I tr- I strive to do. You know, I, I see something and I'm just like, it, it like throw me off. But then I try to understand people and I try to say, okay, what makes you think like that? That's like when we did episode one, going back and re- referencing, uh, it's a conspiracy. When we said we were going to do that, that's why I wanted to think about what makes people think like that what makes them believe in it not just the conspiracy theories themselves but what gets them there i think if a lot more people approached this stuff like that my hope would go up for for humanity my concern is that people will not we're gonna my prediction is that we're gonna trend more in the dangerous direction but i also predict what we're talking about now as far as civil discourse i think there will be a little bit of a rise in it it'll have it'll it'll be more of like a knit a niche or a niche kind of mm-hmm. medium but i think there the 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 controversy sells the fights the screaming 
That's what gets the clicks. That what gets the likes. And that just makes me sad, man, because we're never going to get anywhere or we're not going to get as far as we should be able to get as a species if we continue down that path until somebody hits the button and says, all right, nuclear winter, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're totally right. <laughs> not totally And not to end all dark, y'all, but, you know, that's just... That's, no, no, you're good. That's just... Uh, that's just my feeling on it. But with that said, man, take the take the white pill, guys. <laughs> Don't take the black pill. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there are so many different pills. We're going to have to talk about that on another episode, you know. Yeah, I keep sure. hearing red pill, black pill, white pill, like all these different pills. Like I I got to do my research cuz I'm not in those communities, man. Yeah. But uh anyway, y'all, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate your love and your support your ears i say it every time and i'll always say it give us your feedback just take a second send us a message on instagram on facebook if you know us personally just get at us in the way that you know how to um you can find me on twitter and instagram at eat talk you can find the brand at common sense media on twitter common sense media on instagram my man free uh you can find me at Daniel underscore free on Instagram. And with that, until next time, do your research and be excellent to each other. <laughs>